Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is episode 31 of the Arts Academy podcast with Victor Bernardo and Roxy Hayes. How to start a comedy festival with special guest Patrick Higgins. So the first thing is you have to start, you have to decide if you want to do an LLC, like if it's mm-hmm. your own business, if it's for profit, or do you want to go the route of a non-for-profit? And how did right? you find out that part of the information? Like, I mean, I'm sure that most people who think of starting a festival are not going to be immediately thinking LLC or no LLC. Like, did you, did you talk to other people? Where did you seek out that information? Oh, I just uh, researched other comedy festivals, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of great comedy festivals in the area and they run a little differently. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you also have to look up if you say, well, it's a not-for-profit, it's an arts thing, right? You could probably get grants for that, which is wonderful, but you also maybe have to have a five person board, right? Which is like more, more than me. So I would have had to got five four other people on board. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just, I just didn't want to do that. Um, I really wanted to maintain control for myself. So if a, if a festival's not for profit, then you have to have like a, a board to. If a well, festival's it, not for profit, you have to have a board. board like if it's a non profit. Most, most non for profits does have, do have to have a board and have to be registered as a non for profit. Uh, um, LLC in Washington State is 175 bucks. You know, uh, a non for profit um, is a little more expansive as well on how it's set up. And how the finances are done. Okay, so, so that is that's part one. Okay, so you you decide you're going to start a festival and you create an LLC. Now mm-hmm. there's another leap, which is when people start taking your festival seriously as a festival. So yeah, and I, how do you go from zero to there? Honestly, I think it kind of happened immediately, simply because I had it. You know, it's the hilarious. People want to smoke weed, so immediately people were interested. Immediately, <laughs> yeah. they were like. You know, that's a selling point. You know, mm-hmm. I know it's like a simple, simple thing, but, you know, the first year over 100 comedians applied for the festival. Um, so it wasn't that difficult. You know, you just have to kind of advertise it differently. Like I just go to different Facebook groups for comedians in different cities. I'm sure that's probably how Roxy even saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like posting in. Texas and Houston and stuff and just saying, Hey, I, I have this festival submissions open during this day to this day. And it costs this much submit mm-hmm. today, you know? Gotcha. Oh, that's actually, I mean, that's great. I mean, I, 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 I'm wondering how people could translate that into their own work if they were going to start their own festival, because like you said, because you're doing the hilarious festival and, and uh, it was about weed, like it was a thing that people wanted to be part of. And so yeah. is, is there, I mean, is there a way to probably like theme your comedy festival, I guess? I mean, I, I, and actually case in point, Women in a Comedy Festival is definitely like mm-hmm. a, a themed festival in the mm-hmm. most general sense. You know, I think there's, there's the three big factors in like making your festival sound good is one, having either 
a good theme or a good like purpose, like New York City Comedy Festival, right? Like mm -hmm. New York City, it's big enough. Like that's agreed. New York is awesome. Exactly, it's, and it's better than go, everywhere else. I agree. People oh, want a reason to go to, <laughs> um, you know, but uh, you know, for example, I'm from Buffalo, New York. If I were to say it's the Buffalo Comedy Festival and that's it, people would be like, "Oh, it's cold there." No, you know, mm -hmm. so. You're almost, uh, you know, by just by going like the location, it's not always going to do it for people. Um, so that, but location is a big thing. Uh, okay. The other thing is, like, what do you offer the comedians? Mm -hmm. What do they get from it? Do they get like two, three minute sets, or do they get like significant stage time? Do they get video? Do they get a chance to possibly meet a headliner? And do they have a chance to like network within a community? That kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I mean, we talked about this a little bit at the top, like, I, I, me personally, I have expectations from bigger festivals, and I have expectations from smaller festivals, like when I go to Just for Laughs, I'm looking for something very different than when I go to, say, the um, Huckachuck Pillsbury Festival, okay. which is not a festival, but it's <laughs> open if anybody wants to start it. So then, so then you got your comedian starting to take it seriously. Now, another thing about festivals is like brands. So when do you get to the point where, well, it's brands and then it's industry as well. So why don't you talk a little bit about both of those? Like I, how, how long has your festival been going on? Uh, we're going to do, the next year is going to be the fifth year. Oh, your fifth year. So I'm, I'm guessing that you're just really starting to get into industry and brands. Um, you know what? Uh, Seattle's kind of far away from industry. Uh -huh. And so industry isn't really an ever an aspect of the festival. I've talked to like local uh, producers and local uh, like comedy clubs to come down. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the clubs in the city of Seattle is like, well, you're a competitor. I don't want to support you even if you're four days, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of difficult. Some people are really territorial like that. Um, so yeah. And also, uh, Industry is kind of fickle, right? Because I can say like, oh, I have, an, I have a Comedy Central executive, but what are they executive of? What are their purpose there? Maybe they just do sales. They're not, that's not helpful for an industry standpoint. Um, and also it's industries an extra cost. Uh, you know, people flock to something like um, Just for Laughs because it has so much industry there already ingrained in it. Um, mm -hmm. But if I have to fly out somebody from LA that's less money than I can spend on doing something for the comedians. That's tr true. Okay, well, let, let me help you out. Uh, here's the thing that you can do. If you make an agreement to bring industry to the festival, say like a casting, someone who works in casting at Comedy Central, even an assistant, and you bring, the, bring that person out to your festival, you pay for them, put them up. When you tell everybody that we're having uh, someone from the casting department of Comedy Central in your festival, your submissions will go up. That'll pay for it. Then you're not losing money. That is, uh, that's logical. That's uh, what I do, man. Logic. I'm a logic uh, guy. Yeah. And I definitely I mean, like if you want your festival to, I mean, you, you want your festival to grow. I mean, it pays to think of innovative ways to bring more to your festival without it costing you money and without it hurting the without it hurting the comedians who are part of the festival in any way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. 
I agree. I, I do too. Just, uh, just uh, for freezies. By the way, it's something I do for free. Look at that. I, I people pay me to advise. <laughs> people pay me to advise them on stuff. I just gave so you one for free, man. Get it? Exactly. <laughs> now where, they wear my spot up in this festival. <laughs> and all, what is that? <laughs> what is this my, you... my spot in the festival? It's like ah. I'll see you next April. <laughs> okay. Oh, so it's just gonna come back next April. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going. You sh I mean, you. I think you could do it. Also, uh, you and I should talk because I am friends with a, a brand that you should get in involved with, which is High Times. Oh yeah, that would be that would be fun. And I will hey. happily hook you up with them. Hey. Thank you. I'll figure Look. out some sort of my Irish guilt won't let me to just let you do that. I'd, I'll figure out something to. <laughs> No, just let me do it. It's fine. It's totally fine. Just be but, nice to them and be worth their while. That's all. And, That's all I ask. And then he gets a spot and see how all of this comes together. And then my whole crew gets spot crystal every <laughs> night. Yeah, it's a weed Also, I want weed. a gold car. Well, you know what? Actually, some comedians that come to the festival don't smoke weed. Really? Uh, what do you give them? So for them, I'll like, all right, well, you get, you know, I'll pay for your drinks all night. Oh, cool. You know? Oh, that's very nice of you. Um, <laughs> so, something. But I also like try and do like lunch and dinner as well and have that covered. That's actually night. great. Uh, I love it when festivals have like thought about activities during the day because usually mm -hmm. festivals that are young don't think about that. They're just oh, like, yeah. you're on your own when the show's off and people <laughs> just go crazy uh, in a town they don't know and know how to entertain themselves. And then, okay, so so we talked a little bit about brands uh or sorry we talked a little bit about um uh, industry but then brands have you have you started working with brands at your festival yet you know what uh i try and keep it insulated i'm not a great salesman for one so mm -hmm. two washington laws make it real difficult to advertise weed mm -hmm. um so yeah they actually have a law like you can't even have like um one of those sign spinners in front of your weed shop Mm -hmm. It's that like serious, and like you can advertise in like like magazines and stuff, um, but when it comes to like shows at bars, like it's very difficult. Um, so working with uh, local companies is great, but when I first started, I had this expectation like, oh man, so many weed companies are gonna want to work with me, but so many weed companies can't actually, aside from print ads, advertise. Right, but they can um, do stuff like they can. Uh, this is actually more information. Like, for instance, you could have a company that just makes all your T-shirts for your festival, and then their logo goes on the back somewhere. Yeah, um, and I've I've thought about that. The only issue is some people want if they're like, I want to be involved, but I want to be involved either all the way or none of the way. So they're like, mm -hmm. I want to be on the posters. I want to be on, you know. There's a lot of negotiating that goes involved, and I'm so much focused on like planning on the festival itself. I have to um, be. I my advice to you this is uh another freebie as a marketing I mean as a person who knows like a lot about like uh at least just how marketing happens you have a festival which is already 5 years old so it has a name like hilarious you should partner with somebody who knows how to make those deals for you because I bet you could get somebody who would do it just for free for like a piece of the deals because you've got a name and a festival that's already established, and you have a relationship with some people, you should bring someone in who knows how to make those deals for you. Hmm. On your let's behalf. Work for you. And let's work for you. 
Yeah, less work for you, more for your festival. Bring someone in. It won't cost you anything except uh, you, you'll have to sleep better. So you'll lose <laughs> sleepless nights. That, you know, that happens one or two nights. During the <laughs> uh, but I really appreciate you uh, coming in and talking to us. Is there anything else that you wanted to say? Like if someone was out there uh, start trying to start their own festival, is there anything else that you would say to them? I would say programming is something that's uh, valuable as well. Uh -huh. um, for example, um, I've had shows that are consistently on each festival. Like the first year, I thought it was important to have different showcases for different voices. So mm -hmm. I have a show uh, called LGBTHQ or THC, right? Oh, we've come up uh, full circle. Perfect. <laughs> for queer comedians, I have uh, the past four years I've worked with a show um, – I want to say I even uh, hooked you up with Jason, the producer of mm -hmm. uh, Minority uh, yeah. Retort. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's for minority comedians to perform. They've done every year of the festival. And then, um, oh, yeah, Mary Jane's, because that's a simple uh -huh. one. But these are all kind of, aside from Minority Retort, all, my, all the shows are kind of on brand, right? Like I have a show... Uh, called crossfaded where comedians will do a set and then they'll go off stage and they'll have some drinks and they'll smoke some weed and they'll come back and be crossfaded mm -hmm. um, and try and perform another set another di a different five minutes kind of thing um and yeah uh, and you know it's that kind of thing that all kind of fits in with like the kitsch kind of theme of it um programming is important i had uh, a show out from the east coast called um, Weeding Out the Stoned, where one person is, is stoned and the host like talks to the comedians and has them go through challenges to figure out if the audience can guess who is stoned and who is sober. <laughs> um, I liked it. Yeah, so it's, it's that kind of stuff where it's on brand, it's on theme, it's continuous, um, but it's also uh, inviting to people because Seattle's a very, you know, homogenous city at times yeah um, i think i mean i think that's great i mean what i like most about your programming the program that you're talking about is that the programming each show has like a core audience pretty much or at least as an impetus yeah. for an audience to show up to that show oh they're like oh i'd like to see that or oh mm -hmm. i myself am lgbtq i i is that all the letters i fucking so a. i'm so bad at it what? There's QIA plus. There's lots. Yes. Uh, I, well, as I, my, I myself, uh, if they see themselves represented in the lineup, that's also a thing as well. So I think that's great. Also, uh, in regards to like those kind of shows or any shows, really, um, one of the things I try and do every year is, again, because I think it's important to showcase those voices, is I'll reach out in the community and I'll see if there's a charity. Like, say, mm -hmm. there's uh, a charity that you know helps minorities or is helps like lgbt people right uh -huh. and i'll offer them free tickets um mm -hmm. just to be able to have people in the audience as well that represents the comedians on stage that's awesome i like yeah. it uh patrick thank you very much for being here i think we're just going to go through really quick and see if there's any questions that people had uh and then after those questions are answered we're going to wrap it up okay so here is one question. Sponsorship? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about how you market yourself and uh, 
like you said, get somebody to do it for you. Yeah, um, I don't think this person was listening earlier because we were definitely talking about sponsorship. Brandon. Brandon, yeah, Brandon. Johnson. Were you listening yeah. when we were talking about sponsorship? We were talking for a little while. But that's okay. Just rewind it, Brandon. You'll figure it out. All right. So it looks like that was the only question. And the, the only question was one word. So I think we're good. Patrick, thank you so much for being part of the show. Uh, sure. Thank big you thank you. Awesome, no problem. And a big thank you to Deputy Head Headmistress Roxy Hayes. And also That's thank me. you to me, Dave Victor Farnado. Right Check us out at artsacademypodcast.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 